I'm John Ryan, and this is Pod Roast. This week, puppy farms and food banks in the county podcast from Britain's 12th most populous. And word to your mother, Vanilla Rice tells the Shergar story. Now, I'm from Surrey, born in Camberley, famous for its army college, and an elephant made out of pipes by the A30. Seriously, take a look. Oh, and Bross were from there too. So I was instantly drawn to a new podcast, Surrey Matters. A theme that sounds like Bagpuss, asks your granddad, cranks up, and a very scripted sounding CJ welcomes us to Surrey Matters, a podcast going behind the scenes, meeting the people bringing services to you. She introduces the similarly surnameless Richard. Hi, Richard. Hi, CJ. So what are we talking about this episode, he asks. So, this episode we're talking puppies, dogs and cows. We're looking at support available for residents who may be struggling financially and how the vaccination programme is going in Surrey. So, Rich, who have you been talking to? Well, let's start with a conversation I had with Jamie Yates from Trading Standards, who talked about the rise in illegal puppy farms due to the increase in dog ownership in the last year. The theme tune torture finally expires, and we're into that first interview. Well, more to unpack here than when James Corden gets home from Asda. Firstly, CJ, there are two CJs. One is a rapper from Staten Island. The other was Reggie Perrin's boss. And we didn't get where we are today by using our initials. This is the first episode. You're trying to build rapport with your listener. Always use first and last names if you can. Yep, both. It sounds both natural and formal. Next, never script what should sound natural, especially when it's a nasty old double-head cliché that's been mercilessly mocked by comedians for centuries. Hi Marjorie, hi Joan. Lines like, so Rich, who have you been talking to? Never have a chance of sounding natural. I'm guessing you're going for contemporary, relaxed, professional with the theme tune, but you've arrived at plodding woodwind menace. The tease lines are more repel lines. I'm not six years old, so the offer of puppies, dogs and cows is a little underpitched. The remaining lines are not so much teases as the entire story. What are you telling me about the animals? What is the Covid takeout for my fellow Surians? I made that up. I don't know what we're really called. Make me want to stick around, not feel like I already heard it all. It's called tease for a reason. The theme cuts from Richard's intro to a second intro, this one clearly recorded when he actually did the puppy interview. Some judicious editing would have been nice here. Likewise, the brief. Now, as a former BBC local radio hack, I know this territory well, but when talking to local authority types, warm them up prep them, make them do it again when they use language that you just wouldn't use in real life. Here the guest says, for residents and consumers alike, isolation was a big part of COVID, he says. Do you mean people, or is there a way to get you into your chat, aimed at the listener? The story's a good one. Unscrupulous techniques and the downright lies used by puppy farms to entice you. Even a 566% increase in complaints. But it's just everyday business for Jamie, and it sounds matter-of-fact, even when the conversation leads to mentions of puppy farming's links with organised crime. There's another scripted out in which the guest is told he can get back to work. Good to see recording a podcast to explain an important finding is seen as non-work by the comms department. The theme is back. 
unfortunately. Uh, next up, two charities are helping people during the COVID crisis. Again, CJ introduces her guest. Then the first thing we hear on the audio is that guest introducing herself the exact same way. CJ asks her to tell the listeners what a community fridge network is. Again, rule number one in radio, don't call us listeners. It's a one-to-one connection from you straight into my ears. This bit's recorded on site where the food's being packed. Tick. There's some boxes being humped. Sound effects. Tick. But there's no commentary or description. I'm forever quoting the brilliant Valerie Geller here, but she tells broadcasters to talk to the blind man. It's shorthand for describing what you can see. Sound effects only go half the way. At least it's pretty tightly edited before we're into the next chat, this time with Candy Hill from another charity. It sounds like a research call rather than an interview, though. Recently, you've had some additional funding, haven't you, is one question. Now, both women from these organisations probably have compelling human stories about survival in a pandemic. Instead, we get into a tired process conversation about devolved grants and dates of assistance phases. I don't know what's happened to Richard. There's no to play between them at the end of the charity chat. But next, CJ is off to the farm. Her next cue needs a bit of an edit too. She says, I went to meet farmer Mark Frost with his dairy herd at Norbury Park Farm in Surrey about the devastating effect dog feces in fields can have on cows and their young. I also asked him for any top tips for walking through a field of cows for those of us who may feel a little bit scared of our very friendly bovine friends. There's a bit where the real CJ comes out a bit, where she apologises before we hear it about the interruption of a passing helicopter. I was about to make a note saying, no, 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 a little ambient noise is fine, before spitting my coffee out when I heard it. It's like Apocalypse Now, reshot in the Mole Valley. Why they didn't re-record it five minutes later when the helicopter had passed is beyond me. Now, the farmer calls it dog mess rather than faeces, which is good. No one says faeces in real life, so don't say it on a podcast. That wasn't a sentence I was expecting to type this morning before I listened to this. I have to say how refreshing it is to hear some proper interviews on location and not an endless parade of Zooms and Teams and Skypes and all the consequent digital noise, lack of colourful sound and the sense that the guest is probably sat there in their pants. Again, Surrey are doing the difficult stuff right here, just getting the easy stuff wrong. Sort out a better theme tune, tighten the edit, don't present in the third person. It's you and me chatting to your guest, not you asking them for details for your listeners or people there are people in county hall in kingston fascinated by the byzantine processes of local democracy probably no one else gives a monkeys so make sure your questions unearth emotion anecdote and opinion and less about process and facts and hallelujah cj reveals her real name in the credits thanks catherine and sorry for slagging off the theme tune richard the credits reveal that in the classic style of dennis waterman he wrote it Sometimes a podcast throws so many disparate elements into the cauldron, Scarlet Moffat, her boyfriend and the supernatural, say, and you're drawn in by car crash curiosity. Well, Vanilla Rice is a horse fan, I discovered this week, so naturally he was the natural choice to unpick the story of the Shergar kidnap of 1981. 
especially with a new song called Ride the Horse, used liberally through this podcast for punctuating effect. Episode 2 starts with a recap, a dramatic theme, some smashing sounds and some Irish accents, and then what sounds like some contemporaneous news reporting about how men dressed as Garda force their way in with guns, before a Texan drawl takes over the story. Their plan? To kidnap Balmani's resident superstar, the most famous and most expensive racehorse in the world. We've come for Shergar, says one of the thespians, before a neighing sound effect is laid over and Vanilla Ice is back. The kidnappers had a cunning plan, he said. It was a daring plan, but it did not go precisely as they planned. Hard to believe such a poorly scanning sentence came from the man who brought us Dance Go Rush to the speaker that booms, I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. I'm Rob, you may know me as Vanilla Rice, he says. He might have seemed like a headline grabber, but his style is at odds with this. It's clearly going for quirk, and I get that, but every cadence from Ice is the same. He has the same delivery on every sentence. It soon gets wearing. The sound design is also a bit literal. Men walk through a gate. Cue a spot effect of the gate. Shergar gets led into the raider's horse box. Cue clip clop clip clop clip clop. Kildare's an agricultural county, says the script. Cue birds tweeting and wind noise. It's a wide-ranging podcast, this, taking in the troubles and horny horses. Shergar was in dire straits. His famous lovely personality had altered since being retired from racing. He was focused on sex, not sport, explains Rob. He introduces a clip of national treasure, Claire Balding, describing her as commentator and horse expert which feels a bit undercooked. I can't help thinking, go the whole gag or go home. Trailing the Iceman around rural Ireland, doing the interviews himself, might have been so wonderfully WTF it would have worked. Here, it's like the drama director was a bit over-enthusiastic, a dogged documentary makers delivered excellent testimony, and the whole thing has an arched eyebrow from the addition of its turtle-loving narrator. I'm John Ryan, weary-eared and disappointed for pod roast, this week with Surrey Matters from Surrey County Council's communications team and Sports Strangest Crimes, the real story of Shergar the Superhorse, with Rob Van Winkle, a.k.a. Vanilla Rice, from BBC Sounds. I listen to these so you don't have to. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.